Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit, now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. of the United States of America kicking off this program with Love Everybody off their 2004 album of the same name. Welcome to the award-winning Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I'm your amorous host, Ian. Exactly five years ago, Valentine's Day 2016 fell on a Sunday, and I took the opportunity to commemorate it on my show by airing a playlist full of love songs. You probably already know where I'm going with this, right? Fast forward to 2021, where Valentine's Day is once again on a Sunday, and I've found myself unable to resist churning out a sequel. Folks, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit V-Day Edition 2. 
The Lovening. Much like its 2016 predecessor, this episode is comprised entirely of love songs. I suppose this is the part where I should clarify what I mean by love songs. As far as I'm concerned, a love song can be any song about any aspect of love between human beings. Relationships, sex, affection, desire, jealousy, heartbreak, all of it's connected under the love umbrella. The only real restriction I placed on myself was that I made a point not to reuse any of the songs from the previous Valentine's Day episode. But that wasn't hard at all, considering that love is undoubtedly the most popular songwriting topic in all of music. Love is a broad, complicated subject, and it's one that most artists have some level of personal experience with. I could probably crank out several more of these playlists without a single instance of overlap between any of them. But for the time being, let's just focus on this one. This episode features music from the likes of Goldfinger, The Cult, Social Distortion, Melissa Etheridge, The Dandy Warhols, Children of Bodom, Kurt Cobain, Living Color, A Tribe Called Quest, and The Jesus and Mary Chain. Plus, I'm going to be reviewing and playing one song each off the new Weezer album, OK Human, released on January 29th, and the new Foo Fighters album, Medicine at Midnight, released on February 5th. I'll start with Weezer. Okay, those of you who have been following all my Weezer coverage on Sounds Like Teen Spirit but may not have up-to-the-minute information are probably wondering one thing right now. What happened to Van Weezer? Previously slated to be Weezer's 14th studio album and hyped up as the band's triumphant return to rock music, Van Weezer would have been released last May if not for the COVID-19 pandemic. That album is still coming out. In fact, it's now scheduled for release on May 7th this year. But Weezer decided to slot in another album, OK Human, a few months ahead of it. As for why... Well, there's actually kind of an interesting story behind it. Weezer originally began working on OK Human a couple of years ago as the intended follow-up to 2019's self-titled Black Album. Then they were tapped to join the Hella Mega Tour, a massive stadium tour with Green Day and Fallout Boy that was set to take place in the summer of 2020, and frontman Rivers Cuomo observed that this modest and intimate album they'd been developing was the worst kind of album for them to promote on the arena circuit. So at that point, the band shelved OK Human and began work on Van Weezer, an album full of, quote, big guitars that was inspired by the likes of Kiss, Metallica, Black Sabbath, and, of course, Van Halen. I'm sure most of you can infer what happened next. COVID-19 reared its ugly head, the Hella Mega Tour was postponed, and Cuomo realized that the modest and intimate OK Human was a far more appropriate album for quarantine life than Van Weezer. So Van Weezer was delayed, and work was resumed on OK Human. However, the album still needed a decent amount of fine-tuning, which is why it didn't get released until late January. OK Human, whose title is indeed a spoof on Radiohead's OK Computer, is yet another pop album from Weezer, but it's a completely different kind of pop. While recent albums like Pacific Daydream and The Black Album strove for a more contemporary pop sound, OK Human was inspired by orchestral pop of the 60s and 70s, eschewing traditional rock instruments in favor of the sort of keys, horns, and strings you'd associate with a symphonic orchestra. For me, 
This album evokes the Beatles more than any other artist, particularly the kind of stuff they were putting out in the latter half of the 60s. I was very much raised on the Beatles, so I have something of a soft spot for their music and anything that reminds me of it. And OK Human's Beatles-esque flourishes go a long way towards endearing the album to me more than other recent Weezer pop albums. Folks, I have reviewed several new Weezer albums on Sounds Like Teen Spirit over the years, and most of those reviews range from lukewarm to scathing, so you may well be just as surprised as I am that I actually kind of like OK Human. It may have helped that I went into the album with no expectations whatsoever. Very much like the world at large, I had no idea this album was even happening a month ago, fully expecting Van Weezer to be the only Weezer album we get in 2021, or at least the next one. And after it was abruptly announced 11 days before its release, I decided to go into it completely blind, declining to listen to the newly issued lead single or read any write-ups on said single. I figured it wouldn't matter to me if I didn't like the album because Van Weezer, an album I'm fully expecting to like, is just a few months away, and this one was an unexpected bonus. To my surprise upon finally hearing it, the album finds Weezer out of their element in a new way, but this time in a way that ultimately works. Most of the album's songs sound like classic Weezer melodies and arrangements if you can disregard the atypical instrumentation, and I could only imagine how great some of these would sound with traditional rock instruments. That being said, the orchestral instruments on the album sound jarring at first, and they don't wholeheartedly work for every song, but generally speaking, they successfully realize Cuomo's quarantine-friendly vision for this particular release, and they certainly have their charms. In addition to the album's more subdued sound, its overall appropriateness for pandemic life is conveyed through its lyrics. It is known that at least 25% of OK Human was written after the pandemic had shut down the Hella Mega Tour and delayed Van Weezer, and I'm inclined to think that the bulk of that 25% comes from the lyrics, which seem to sometimes deliberately reference aspects of home life and isolation. There are lines about dreading crowded movie theaters, devouring audiobooks, blowing off Zoom meetings, and other things the lot of us have grown all too familiar with over the past 11 months. It would have been especially great to have gotten this album last May after we were denied Van Weezer, but frankly things haven't changed all that much in the nine months since then, so its timeliness has remained steadfast. To reiterate, I was pleasantly surprised by OK Human, and in fact I'm a little concerned it'll end up being my favorite of Weezer's two 2021 albums due to Van Weezer potentially buckling under lofty expectations. But hey, if it happens, it happens. At any rate, it's a nice feeling to be able to look forward to upcoming Weezer albums again. Alright, this next song isn't one of my favorites from OK Human, but it's really the only one on the album that can be considered a love song, which is unusual given that Weezer's discography is otherwise chock full of them. I mean, at least half the songs from Pinkerton would have been ideal for this playlist, but I digress. This next song is titled Dead Roses, and it's just as much a song about death as it is about love, but the lyrics keep things vague enough that I can't be certain if Cuomo is lamenting the death of his beloved or just the death of his relationship with that person. Well, either way, it fits. Enjoy! Mm -hmm. 
turn the key and step into the blackness. Lamplight falls and casts a laughing phantom. I imagine your smile, the life that we could share. With the last of my steps, I see the truth lying there. Dead roses at the bottom of a new bleed. Where they beat you till you beg to live. You were mine and you were always mine. Now I'm crying over dead roses. I could never let them go. Winged beast with horns upon his cranium slings away. of rose and your raven locks of hair I hear the turn of the key as I hiss my final prayer Dead roses at the bottom of an
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
Jake the Snake Roberts. Who gives a damn about those call letters? KBGA, KGBA, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know where the music's at, don't you? Stupid.
ihan oikeesti. Hei Offway, ennen kuin sä lähet, niin kato mitä mä toi sulla. Olet hyvän näköinen, mutta eiks, eiks tää oo siis... On, on, sixpacki, kyllä. Vähän sun tois tarvinnut, hyvä mies. Sitä voit siis, meillä on ollut väkeviä. Niin, niin, mutta Children of Bodom with their cover of the Britney Spears hit, Oops, I Did It Again, off their 2009 compilation, Skeletons in the Closet. On this episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, we mourn the loss of Children of Bodom frontman Alexi Laiho, who passed away on December 29, 2020 at the age of 41, though his death wasn't made public until January 4th. No cause of death has been given yet, but it's been suggested that Laiho suffered from multiple long-term health problems in his final years. Alexi Laiho was a co-founder of Children of Bodom, establishing the band with drummer Joska Ratakainen in Finland circa 1993. Initially, they were known as Inearthed but they changed the name a few years later due to a stipulation in their first record label contract. In 1997, the newly christened Children of Bodom released their debut album Something Wild when Laiho was just 18 years old, and they would follow it up with nine more over the next 22 years. Children of Bodom split up in 2019 after three longtime members, including Ratakainen, all suddenly decided to leave, and the band played their last show together in Helsinki that December. Their final album, Hexed, had been released just nine months prior. In 2020, the remaining two members of Children of Bodom, Laiho and freshly recruited rhythm guitarist Daniel Freyberg, co-founded the band Bodom After Midnight as a spiritual successor to their old band, and at the time of his death, Laiho had been working on the band's debut album. Within both Children of Bodom and Bodom After Midnight, Alexi Laiho was the lead vocalist, lead guitarist, and primary songwriter, though he also played bass, keyboards, and rhythm guitar at various points during Children of Bodom's early formative years, back when they were still called Inearthed. His talent and persona made him revered among peers and fans alike. He was a dedicated, disciplined, and extremely technically proficient guitarist, constantly striving to perfect his craft and work out new material. And yet he was also a man of the people, with a larger-than-life stage presence, amiable personality, and playful sense of humor. 
The latter was on full display in the Britney Spears cover I played a moment ago, and in fact, covering decidedly non-extreme artists was sort of a running gag throughout Laiho's career. Somehow, Alexi Laiho always managed to have it both ways, and even more impressive was that he managed it while also juggling alcoholism much of the time. The alcoholism may well have factored into the long-term health problems I alluded to a bit earlier, but Laiho had actually succeeded in cutting back on drinking about seven years prior to his death, so the jury's still out on that. What we can say for certain is that Alexei Laiho undoubtedly took Children of Bodom, Bodom After Midnight, and really the entire Bodom brand to the grave with him, as he was far too integral to those projects for them to possibly exist outside his influence. However, before he died, he had finished recording three songs for Bodom After Midnight, as well as shot a music video. I'm sure his surviving bandmates will want to release those at some point as a final tribute, so be sure to keep an eye out for them. Anyway, before Children of Bodom, I played OPP by Naughty by Nature off their 1991 self-titled, Suck My Kiss by the Red Hot Chili Peppers off their 1991 album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I'm the Only One by Melissa Etheridge, off her 1993 album, Yes I Am, Captain High Top by Mother Love Bone, off their 1990 album, Apple, Love Song by The Cure, off their 1989 album, Disintegration, and Here in Your Bedroom by Goldfinger, off their 1996 self-titled. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit, V-Day Edition 2, The Lovening on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash slts2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org slash teen spirit. All right, next up is the Jesus and Mary chain with Sometimes Always off their 1994 album, Stoned and Dethroned. This one is a duet between Jesus and Mary Chain frontman Jim Reed and Mazzy star frontwoman Hope Sandoval. The two of them were dating each other around the time this was recorded.
This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give something else a try? Live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org.
Mizzou of College Radio.
with Liza and Louise off their 1992 album White Trash, Two Heaps and a Bean. NoFX have recently announced their first album in nearly five years. The album is simply titled Single Album and scheduled for release on February 26th. As for why it's being called that, well, the album was initially conceived as a double album that was eventually pared down to one disc. As frontman Fat Mike puts it, when you write a double album, you write differently. I was writing really different songs, and some fun songs, but you have to make a double album interesting enough to listen to the whole way. I wanted to make a perfect double album, and I didn't accomplish that, so I decided to just make a single album, hence the title. To coincide with the album's announcement, the band issued the lead single, Linoleum, which is essentially a redux of the band's iconic Linoleum song from the 1994 Punk and Drublick album featuring the members of Avenged Sevenfold. The single includes updated lyrics cheekily pondering the inexplicable longevity of the original song and the unusually high volume of artists who have covered it over the years, with a music video highlighting several of those artists, followed by a second video two weeks later highlighting even more of them. In early February, NoFX released another single called Huff Euphemism whose lyrics address sexuality and gender identity from Fat Mike's own perspective as a self-described submissive cross-dressing male. That one's pretty awesome. The upcoming album consists of just 10 songs, including a few of the one-off singles issued by NoFX since their last album, and it'll probably be a very brief listen considering how short punk songs typically are. However, there's probably more where that came from. Fat Mike has suggested that there was a lot of leftover material from single album and that he's already started putting together the next album, which he hopes to have out by the end of 2021. Naturally, I'll be sure to keep you all updated on that particular endeavor, and in the meantime, you can look forward to hearing my review of single album, as well as a couple of its songs, on the next episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Anyway, before no FX, I played... If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself by Pete Droge off his 1994 album Necktie Second. I Love You by the Dandy Warhols off their 1997 album The Dandy Warhols Come Down. 
Goodbye by Living Color off their 1992 album Stain. Love Hate Love by Allison Chains off their 1990 album Facelift. A Place in My Heart by Social Distortion off their 1990 self titled. And Freshly Tuffed by Local H off their 2015 album Hey Killer. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit V Day Edition 2. The Lovening on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. Alright, next I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song off the new Foo Fighters album, Medicine at Midnight. The Foo Fighters were fully intending to release their 10th album in 2020 to commemorate the band's 25th anniversary. For several months, beginning in July 2019, the band had been issuing a series of EPs compiling rarities that were left off their previous albums, generating a hype train that was meant to lead all the way up to album number 10. There was presumably going to be an extensive arena tour that incorporated songs from all their albums, and knowing Dave Grohl, he probably had other surprises lined up that we could only speculate at. 2020 was supposed to be the year of the Foo. I mean, you could just feel Grohl's excitement every time he talked up the new album during the early parts of the year. He clearly had a completely different vision of 2020 from the year we ultimately got. As I'm sure I don't need to tell you, COVID-19 happened, virtually all of the Foo Fighters' silver anniversary plans were scrapped, and Grohl ended up spending the better part of 2020 remotely engaging with 10-year-old drumming prodigy Nandy Bushel instead. It was cute, don't get me wrong, but it was no new Foo album. Eventually, however, Grohl apparently decided he wanted us to have the album anyway, COVID-19 be damned, and album number 10, Medicine at Midnight, was officially announced in November, well past the point in 2020 where we likely would have gotten the album under normal circumstances. Medicine at Midnight was released in early February, narrowly missing the band's 25th anniversary window. And of course, none of the other anniversary plans came to fruition, but hey... At least the album is pretty great. It's a real shame that the pandemic interfered with its release because unlike the new Weezer album you just heard me go on about, Medicine at Midnight is decidedly not a pandemic album. In fact, it would have been a far more appropriate album for when we're finally on the other side of the pandemic and things are awesome again. But I guess the band couldn't wait any longer, much like the rest of us. Grohl had previously described the album as being both familiar and different, poppier than the Foo have ever been before, and essentially the band's equivalent to David Bowie's Let's Dance. And after hearing it for myself, I can verify that all of those things are accurate. The album is fun, eclectic, and indeed poppier than the Foo have ever been before, but it still rocks above all else. And although the David Bowie's Let's Dance connection feels tenuous to me at best, it's not exactly off base either. However, there are also ways that the album defies expectations and genuinely surprises, so Grohl was smart not to give us the complete picture. 
Based on Grohl's own descriptions of the album, and the fact that the three pre-release singles are completely different from one another, I expected Medicine at Midnight to be more of a grab bag, where every song sounds like it could have come from a different album, which actually would make it more akin to Let's Dance. In reality, while the album does have its fair share of outliers, enough to perhaps make it more accurate to say that it has no outliers at all, most of the songs actually have a uniformity to them and feel like they came from the same headspace. But make no mistake, the variety on display here is still immense, and each song is more than capable of standing on its own. There actually is a particular artist that the album reminds me of more than anyone else, but it ain't David Bowie. Rather, Medicine at Midnight largely sounds like the Foo Fighters spliced with Eagles of Death Metal. You'll hear hand claps, feminine backing vocals, and in general just the kind of bouncy and frenetic garage rock that is EODM's bread and butter. It works well for the Foo, and the band still retains enough of its signature DNA to keep the diehards on board, but that's still not the complete picture. Not all of the album's songs are in the same vein. Most are, but there are also a couple songs that sound more like straightforward Foo songs, and a couple more that actually do sorta evoke David Bowie, and when you combine all of them together, you get a really well-rounded package. Ultimately, perhaps Medicine at Midnight doesn't deliver on all of the hype. With just nine songs clocking in at roughly 36 minutes total, it is an atypically short Foo Fighters album, and it probably could have been made even stronger with a couple of additional songs and ideas. However, I certainly don't feel shortchanged by it. I'd say the album lives up to enough of its lofty ambitions that Dave Grohl and company have more than earned themselves a victory lap. Alright, just like Weezer's OK Human, Medicine at Midnight contains exactly one love song, and luckily for me, it happens to be one of my favorites from the album. This next song is the album's closing track, Love Dies Young. Enjoy! Love dies young And there's no resuscitation Once it's done no regeneration It's a losing game I'll make you play your hand against your chest Love dies So make you wish you never had a taste 
loudspeaker, the punk rock puppet master from the band Green Jello, and you're listening to KBGA Missoula. Little big, little big, let me in.
back here in your fat ass style Street poetry is my everyday But yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight If I was working at the club, you would not pay Hey yo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say I like him brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian mm. Name is Fife Dog from the Zulu Nation Told you in the jam that we could get down Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town You got BBD all on your bedroom wall But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore A gritty little something on the New York street This is how I represent over this here beat Talking about you Yo, I took you out But sex was on my mind for the whole damn route My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state But I couldn't drop dimes cause you couldn't relate
2003 album, It's All in Your Head. Eve 6 frontman Max Collins became an unexpected Twitter hero late last year after a series of cheeky, self-deprecating tweets from the band's account. But maybe that was just his attempt to put the band back on people's radar just before the release of their first new music since 2012. Earlier this month, the band announced a new five-song EP titled Grim Value that's scheduled for release on June 25th. They also issued the lead single, Black Nova. The song is very catchy and it rocks, 
but it hardly sounds like the Eve 6 you remember. You may only know the band from their 1998 hit Inside Out, but that song is fairly representative of what a typical Eve 6 song sounds like, and if you heard their new single on the radio without already knowing the artist, you'd probably never connect it to the Heart in a Blender guys. It is a very up-tempo rock song with fuzzed-out guitars, a pulsating drum beat, and slick modern production values. Max Collins sings the verses in the same low register you heard on the song I just played, which is unusual for him, but he doesn't really sound like his normal self when he gets to the chorus either. I suppose it's been a while since we heard his voice on a studio recording, so it could have changed with age in the interim, but it doesn't sound bad now. This past Monday, Eve 6 shared a video from a KROQ acoustic session of them playing another song off the new EP called I Wanna Bite Your Face. That one's the kind of sweet, poppy love song that would make the perfect candidate for this particular playlist, but it will likely sound very different on the EP with electric guitar and drums. I'll be sure to review and play a song from the new Eve 6 EP on a future episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, and I'll let you know if they reschedule that postponed Missoula show with Alien Ant Farm once concerts start becoming a thing again. Anyway, before Eve 6, I played Number One Crush by Garbage off the 1996 soundtrack album to Romeo and Juliet. I Want Your Girlfriend to Be My Girlfriend Too by Real Big Fish off their 1998 album, Why Do They Rock So Hard? Think About You by Guns N' Roses, off their 1987 album, Appetite for Destruction, and I Love Her by Kurt Cobain, off the 2015 compilation, Montage of Heck, The Home Recordings, Electric Relaxation by A Tribe Called Quest, off their 1993 album, Midnight Marauders, and Denial Revisited by The Offspring off their 2000 album, Conspiracy of One. And that about wraps up a lustful edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I have been your host, Ian. As always, thanks for listening, and happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. If you don't have a yours, well, then I hope Single Awareness Day was good to you this year, or at the very least that you got some decent tunage out of it. To close out my second ever Valentine's Day show, here is The Cult with Painted on My Heart off the soundtrack to the 2000 film Gone in 60 Seconds. Farewell, my love. (laughs) 